Have you ever seen people who appear to have it all together, especially in church, and wondered about the real story beneath the facade? Or how about this? What's your story? And what would happen if people knew the real you, the glorious, the wonderful, the messy, the shameful? Listen in as we tackle hard questions of faith and following Jesus. Welcome to She Seems So Normal, Stories Not Shared on Sundays with your host. That's me, Lee McKenzie. Episode 51, Tools of the Trauma Trade. God is enough and God's toolbox. This is going to be a series of multiple episodes that you'll be wanting to probably listen to as they come out. And so this is the intro for Tools of the Trauma Trade. Fisher-Price Toolboxes. A three-year-old's coping methods are primitive for fixing major trauma, kind of like using a child's Fisher-Price toolbox to fix a burst pipe. My bright primary color plastic hammer, screwdriver, and wrench go-tos were acting out, dissociating, and denial. As a formerly compliant child, my acting out looked like defiance and manifested as extreme temper tantrums and breaking things, but in my teenage years, it ramped up to emotional manipulation, eating disorders, and sexual promiscuity. You or your loved ones may act out by cutting, hurting animals, fighting, or chemical sexual emotional addictions, or an entire host of other antisocial behaviors that are very dangerous for ourselves and for those around us. During incomprehensible, unresolvable childhood experiences, I began dissociating as my conscious mind left to go elsewhere for protection. Having run out of strategies to resolve or end the abuse, my spirit retreated to fantasy worlds spun in my mind through the books I read, or my senses focused on something tangible. Hyperfocusing in great singular detail, the places where things happened became detailed hyperanalysis of, say, fabric wallpaper, ceiling tile patterns, car dashboards, stale cigarette smells, or carpet fiber texture in different times and places. Either way, I quote unquote won because I didn't have to pay attention to what was happening to my body. Years ago on a mission trip, long before learning anything of my story or of dissociation, I spoke with a stunning young woman on a dusty football field in the favelas of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. As a former child prostitute sharing how she helped others endure years of trafficking, she explained in Portuguese, sua mente leva voce para otro lugar. Your mind carries you elsewhere, to another place. That's about right. After years of helping others who experienced systematic abuse, like incest or sexual assault survivors, I wonder about possible spiritual reasons for blocking trauma recall. Sitting across from one woman describing cult abuse, I caught a glimpse of Jesus putting his hands on either side of her little head as a child and saying, don't look anywhere else except me. Don't bother what's happening to your body right now. Concentrate on me. I have you. Could our gracious Savior shield us from unimaginable terror using dissociation? Well, I wouldn't doubt it. He's got some pretty powerful tools. 
Denial shuts down any acceptance, belief, or recognition something bad is happening. Denial can stem from fear or memory repression. Many traumatized people lose large chunks of memory. It's also why people interviewed after physical battery, rape, sexual assaults, or other major trauma might not recall specific details later. Many survivors spend every moment trying to forget. Witnessing the congressmen and lawyers running victims through the ringer to testify publicly simply because the court demands more details, satisfying the juries and Senate panels to convict predators with multiple counts or accusations can frustrate and dishearten groups of women and men standing in the shadows, wondering whether or not they'll recall enough to report their own experiences. While I'm hesitant to label my primitive Fisher-Price level coping mechanisms as bad because they kept me alive and equipped me to survive, over the years, I had also developed more sophisticated behaviors than the public meltdowns from when I was six. Observing and copying how others manage stress and anxiety helped me into adulthood, but many of my newly cultivated skills weren't any more positive or helpful, but actually maddeningly self-destructive, self-defeating, and more like endless cycles of sabotage. Friends, nothing I did solved the problem. But it's funny. When you come to the point you realize all you have is Jesus, you find he is enough. And his toolbox has what we need.